Okay, we're good to go. Sweaty Thoughts, episode 102. 102, finally. It sounds like it's 100, but it's it's just two. We've been busy. We've been really busy. That's why it's 100 in between each episode, I think. We've been out here slanging jokes in real life. Real work, <laughs> real slanging. We're um, trying to get used to uh, just getting used to that podcast routine. Yeah, you know, consistently having an opportunity and place to do it. And then doing it, because then we get, you know, get so busy or whatnot, but it's one of the many things we have to adjust to and be able to do consistently, which is put out content. For sure. So, um, on this episode, uh, something very recent happened. Um, Comedian Brody Stevens passed away. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, passed away, and the word has it that it was a suicide. Yeah, uh, I guess they found him, what was it, he hung himself? Yes, I think that's what I heard. That he that's... he uh he ended his life. Oh man, uh, yeah. So I mean, with that, that kind of just is a wake up call for all of us, especially as comedians. Uh, we do go through, we go through a lot. I know, like my personal experience, real quick, as far as uh, uh, feeling down and depressed and all that is. A lot of it didn't start until I became a comedian. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, oh, like in I never understood the stereotype of um comedians are all sad or 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 lonely or depressed or whatever, but until you become a comedian, then you're like, "Oh, I understand exactly why." And That's a lot crazy. of it has to do with finding like just figuring out how to unlock different parts of ways of thinking. I don't even know what I just said, but pretty much when you when you unlock these different ways of thinking that you never had to do before because you didn't have to come up with material or different different viewpoints and different ways to look at things. And then it just starts, you start. You open other doors. <laughs> yeah, you, you just not, start. You didn't know you're going to open. And you're like, wow, okay. And you just, you start understanding a lot. You start understanding a lot, a lot more. And some things like you didn't, you weren't ready for uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes that's why. I mean, some you know, it's c- kind of crazy because some comics try and, you know, hit the stage for the opposite reasons, you know, to, to maybe feel better or they're already depressed, um, which I, I see that a lot um, in comedians. I see it in myself, but I see a lot of that going on in mental health is really, it's a, it's a prevalent topic. It's also sometimes maybe taboo in stand-up where there's a lot of people that are kind of sad about stuff. The reason I bring that up is because as comedians, if anybody hears a comedian or even take it as a warning, yeah, you're not a comedian. I mean, be nice to people. Be nice to other comics. You know, I mean, it, it's hard. It's just, We shouldn't even be telling each other to be nice. But, dude, there's just so many people out in, in, in scenes out there in music and comedy that, that are just bullies and mean. And it's already bad enough you, you're fighting yourself. And then you have other external forces just making it worse. So I guess that's my only point when it comes to to, hey, you know, I know I deal with it a lot and other people are just not as free to talk about it or express it. And sometimes that's what's so dangerous. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, uh, that's another thing I didn't I didn't know or, or was expecting when I got into comedy was just how it was going to, like, I thought all comedians were just super friendly and super cool. You know what I mean? Like, oh, just wow. Just joking around, right? Yeah. And from a fan standpoint, that is what they are. All of them are super cool. They're going to, if you're a fan, yes, comedians are going to love each other or they're going to, they're going to show you love. But as far as uh, showing love to each other, it, 
I mean, it's it's more rare than you would think. Yeah, you. I mean, you would want to. I mean, if you see comics hanging around laughing together, because they probably are friends. Right, right. But it's it's competitive too. You know, I mean, even if if you know, even the you know the small only I guess the most confident, smartest comics aren't as confident because they know deep down they're getting the stage time and. You know, it doesn't feel like they're they're fighting other people over it, right, that, right? Or that when somebody else gets something, it's taken away from them. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a competitive edge, you know, and and it's just it's sad when when it it, it takes a toll on people. Yeah, and I mean, I I I understand the competitive part of it, and I understand. Look, at the end of the day, every comedian is a one man show. We're like hungry, it, you know. We're all hungry. Yeah. It's cool. So we get it. It's if somebody else has a spot. Damn, that could have been my spot, but it's like, at the end of the day, like I'm competitive too, but at the same time, I don't, I don't show it. I only compete with myself. I only, yeah, of course, you you can't help. Sometimes you have an emotional, you know, you you feel some type of emotional way when you see somebody else getting something that you felt you deserved. But at the end of the day, you can only blame yourself, and you have to compete with yourself. If you're performing, and you feel like, hey. I'm doing the exact same thing and I feel like I'm just in this rut doing the same thing, then obviously you're not beating yourself. You need to be able to beat yourself every time. I mean, yeah, I've had to learn that, you know, because it it came in the back way. But it's ultimately, I guess, some of the best advice I would give when it comes to dealing with that or dealing with depression and comedy. As as much as you are going to get sucked in emotionally by what you're not getting and what other people are getting, the only way to, to get over that is just to keep working and go out and, and get the gigs for yourself. Don't don't take it personal. Don't make it all about you. And keep working. If anything, blame yourself for not working hard enough or for not learning from your mistakes enough. Like I think Joe Rogan said once, whenever you start blaming other people for your mistakes, it's dangerous because then you're never going to advance. You don't grow. So uh, it, when it comes to, to dealing with depression and comedy and, and the dynamic of competition and, and friendship, it's just... It's so hard, but I think that's if I were to tell anybody, it'd be that. Just when Mike you said, just against yourself, and as long as I don't pull you in or yeah. invite you to a fight or something, which I guess it's like just never forget why you started comedy, and you, nobody starts comedy to compete with other comedians because you don't even know that that's a thing. Like so, everybody starts comedy because they like making people laugh. And uh, hey, they... let's assume that. I want to ask so many comics because I know a lot of people <laughs> to, do. To you compete know? with comedians, damn. Yeah, I mean, because I'm, I'm, I mean, some people are gonna say I want to make people laugh, but if right, really, you know, I know some. Like for me, it was to get attention because that was a, how I would get attention, like at work, joking around, or I would think that uh, uh, girls or whatever I would get it because I was getting right, attention right. in class. So naturally, um, some people I know you could tell they do it to make friends or yeah. to get a girlfriend. So not so, so because, you know, you see, it works, it works, you know, (laughs) some comics get a girlfriend, they quit. (laughs) It happens so many times, man. You used to be funny. (laughs) Like, oh yeah. And then start shutting them up and it's over. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Yeah. it's it's crazy that people started for different reasons. I, I, I used to think just like the word love, everybody thinks everybody knows exactly what it means, but not really. Everybody's got their own, their interpretation of what it means and what it takes. It's the same thing with, with comedy and, you know, even why people do things. It's Unless, yeah. unless you, you get into a, smoke a big old blunt and have a couple of shots or whatever, and you're like, hey, really, why'd you do it? It's the courage of just being, oh, you know, honestly, oh, I just this or yeah. that. Especially if it's nothing, if it's something like that, something like deep down, maybe even getting over a phobia or fear. Yeah, that's true. I mean, or sometimes it's as small as just their job is is public speaking and they you know this if they can do this they can do public speaking but i mean 
if you have a new girlfriend, don't don't bring her to any show because especially if you're new, because yeah, you might have you might have you know got a little kill here here and there, but you can bomb at any moment. They're gonna make you're gonna make that mistake, and you will, <laughs> and, you, and you will, and somebody else is gonna kill. Because if it's not gonna be, <laughs> it's not gonna be the 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 six month point. You're gonna get antsy, and maybe at a year or a year and a half, but it's gonna happen. Yeah, you're gonna probably eat crap in front of somebody you want to impress. <laughs> the only way that's it's acceptable is if it's like your first time, or it's like you've known her before you were doing comedy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Then uh, that, then it's like, all right, cool. But unless you're really funny and killing it, though. Yeah, that's that's why. But uh, uh, yeah. Other than, I mean, another thing that we wanted to touch on was um, comedy festivals, and and I kind of going back to the competitive competitiveness that we were talking about earlier um yeah good segue I, I know a lot i know a lot of comedians that will not do festivals not do competitions they can't do it like they just they just won't and they have they all have their own personal I used to opinions be, i see i can speak from that end because uh-huh. for a while i just didn't i just didn't you know like i got irked and upset about other other competitions right you know so then uh, for me that was enough you know and i had done other i done a few festivals you know and, and i got in and whatnot so it wasn't that i wasn't getting in it just for whatever reason at the time I didn't feel the value was was for you know I was getting the value. Yeah. Uh, now down the road, uh, the, once you kind of know more and you have a more more perspective, I suppose you the value it becomes as as uh, as wide or as 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 big as your perspective. So if it's not necessary to go win, uh, it's to network, uh, to get right, your name exactly. out there. If, if you're funny and you make a good impression, people will. Either become a fan or they're going to want to book you. You just have to be prepared, you know, have your business cards or whatnot, have your website or at least an Instagram or something. Yeah. But that's that's what I've learned the most about doing festivals and competitions. I'm super competitive, so I get super butt hurt and sent these when, because I, I, you know, I, I used to play sports and I was a coach. So when in sports, it's different because there's a real value. But yeah. when it's a competition, like a talent competition, if it really is a talent competition and if it's not, if it's just, you know, if to fighting talent, for venues or for bookers, then that's something else. But yeah, getting upset over it never helps. Like you know, trust me. And not doing them also doesn't help because then yeah. you don't get the exposure. I mean, if if they're out of town, even better. You don't get to travel, get to see other comics, other styles, comics you've never met. And it's it's that that's where I I learned. It's it's, it's just when you take it like that, when you take it as a learning experience, when you turn it to take it as a networking uh, opportunity, and then perhaps if, if there is a, some sense of, of a competition and you're good enough and you're pre- prepared, then you're probably going to get your money's worth. Yeah, like um, if you ever want to if you want to see a bunch of comedians being assholes to each other, go to a competition is you'll see it. That's like it's a whole different and I, I can get it from my point of view. I never didn't want to do the competitions because I've I was always hungry for the stage and that's all I would see. Like I didn't think of anything else. Once I got there I was like, damn, I should have thought of this other shit. But all I was thinking about was just stage time, especially stage time. when your brand's making new. It's like, oh, okay, well let me perform in front of these other people's families and get some stage time other than an open mic. Um, that always that's always, you know, like licking your chops, you know, anytime. You yeah. Know? But especially you never in the know beginning. Who's be in it. When all no. you were doing is just open mics like that kid Colton we met. That he was just doing open mics, and then he got this nice little crowd on Friday, and you know it's a good little introduction into a non-open mic show. Yeah, I mean it's very rare when you can get that experience. Yeah, that was that was a rare sighting. Seeing seeing you there, like this is his first booked show. I'm like, damn, it took me two years to get booked here, 
And I didn't even technically get booked. I just came with you. <laughs> I know. I just had to ask. Sometimes you just got to ask. I mean, yeah, that's if, all. If that's a, a, a tip that you guys can pick out of all this, you just got to ask. The more you think <clears throat> it's all about you and people are going to come to you, it's not going to happen. Hell, you have to make no. it for yourself. Have it's, your... it's nothing personal, too. Like, it's it's not that they're not coming to you because... It's going to feel personal. Yeah. <laughs> but there, but at the end of the day, there's... Especially if you're, you're in a big city like us in San Diego, there's, like, 500 comedians at any one time. Yeah, depending active. on the seat. But I'll tell you this. From being a booker, not just a comedian, I get really busy. And usually it's the comics that follow up, the ones that always end up getting on. Most of the time they are approved to be funny. But sometimes it happens that somebody cancels, I need a spot, yep. and then some cat happens to land in the right spot, and they get a good audience, and then they get their experience at a, at a fun audience. Yeah, but squeak. follow up, don't give up, don't quit, and don't think that we're going to go chasing after you unless you're murdering stages. Yeah, unless you're, and then, yeah, unless that's... And you don't charge a lot either, because <laughs> oh, like, <laughs> depending on the type of shows that we're running, no budgets or, or ticket shows, but yeah, that's my, that's a book, another booking tip from Benji, just... Uh, Go out and, and get booked. Have be be ready. Have your website or have your reel, uh, because that's what they're gonna ask. Because that's what I'll ask for. If you're not asking for money, then you just let them know tips. You know, if there's a beer, or whatever. But sometimes, if you really know, it's the opportunity and the stage time where you really get paid. So it just again perceive value, if anything. Right, right. And then another thing that you mentioned earlier um, was doing festivals or competitions out of town. Uh, I wanted to touch more about on that. Uh, we've been out of town a few times together we've done we've gone up to what uh not far well we went to fresno uh it's not far relatively but it's about a six or seven hour drive yeah that's uh, been the furthest but we did Palm springs yuma Yuma. uh a bunch of other places but or going back and um no those are normally those are normally my favorite shows they're the hardest to get to they're hardest to get back there's they're a pain but they they're normally you have the best feeling after those shows because... Well, there's a good response. and Yeah, you, know, you just have a good response. There's just, an audience, and we get paid. I mean, we're lucky that we haven't dri- driven miles, because I'm sure it's happened. It's happened to some people where you've driven miles or a couple hours, and then you show up, and there's, like, not a lot of people. That's happened. And yeah, that's we are lucky about that. Uh, Fortunately. Maybe the only place that's like that is sometimes Palm Desert. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what it's, it's growing. Yeah, but it's still not... It's never been dead. It's just... It, it just wasn't... It's just sometimes not packed. But, I mean, we're used to that all day. That's how we practice so that if we ever have to run into that, we know exactly what to do. Uh, We have lists, and and we like to share links on information and all these, uh, you know, festivals and whatnot. And you guys can check out the the Sorry Thoughts podcast page or on upcomedyshows.com backslash Sorry Thoughts. A lot of stuff we're talking about, including uh, video clips uh, from Brody Stevens and you know, some uh, references on comedy and, like we said, booking techniques and tips, personal and from the internet. You guys can go check all those out right there. You know, we're just here about uh, talking about it and, and sharing it out. Working yeah, it out. we're also on uh, Spotify if you're not listening to us on that already. Oh, yeah, we're on, like, eight different uh, Spotify pla- platforms. Cool to me. Spotify, <laughs> we're on Google Play, uh, Anchor, uh, iTunes. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. Shout out to Anchor, Anchor.fm. Uh, those those are very good uh platform to to podcast. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, check it out. It's Anchor.fm. It helps you out and it helps you syndicate your show and it's very easy. So you know, check it out. Shout out from us. So all right, so let's go back and talk about um 
Brody Stevens. Stevens, yeah. So to you know, to to recap on on the main points on the show, for, like first of all, like it was weird for me. It was funny because to be honest, I'm newer. I don't I don't know a lot about uh, comedians. A lot of different comedians besides like the bigger name ones. Okay. So like with Brody Stevens, when I learned about him, I knew who he was in a sense, but I didn't know. It, like as soon as they said. When I saw the news article, I knew exactly who it was. I knew the face. Yeah. And then as soon as you start reading like what he's done, you say like, "Oh yeah, of course that's what he, that's where I know him from." But it's like it, another thing was it was hard for me to look him up because his he was going by Stephen Brody Stevens. Okay. And I, and you know you like they were backwards. And I was like, "Is it St- Brody Stevens or Stephen Brody?" Because I needed it. I was like, "Okay." I I want to know more about the this guy. Everybody yeah. loves him. Everybody, everybody's showing like he was such a positive person. Right. So it was like, what's going on? We need to dissect this more. And well, I told you before that I've seen, I've been watching and you know loving stand up long enough where I've seen his patterns or I know about the comics. You know, like like uh, uh, Richard Jenny. I, I mentioned him. He was the guy that was in the mask with with uh, Jim Carrey, and uh, he was a yeah he was, yeah yeah he was big and he was one of the, the biggest names in stand up in the nineties and the late eighties. And, you know, I think it was in the, in the early 2000s, he took his own life, too. Right. But right here locally, last year, we had our, you know, uh, local comic, Jimmy Wolpert, also, mm-hmm. uh, you know, suffer from that and, and him doing the same. So yeah. it, that's why I say it, it's a prevalent thing. And, and I hate to see bullies in general. And, and the, you know, when stuff like that happens, it really brings it to light. You, know, you, don't, yeah. you, don't, you don't even know who or what sometimes. That's the thing. Because these two, the, the two people we mentioned, nobody really kind of knew. No, you know, I'm pretty you, sure you with Brody they see. knew, but they didn't know it was that bad. Yeah, because, we never come know. Come on, somebody would have been there or something. With Pete Davidson, you know, early a couple months ago when he yeah. had that crazy Instagram mm-hmm. post. So it's it's very important. No mental health and in comedy, I mean, how could you not? We reach so deep sometimes to turn tragedy into comedy. It's but sometimes it's just tragedy. Yeah. So and we live on that. We only get 15 seconds, maybe 20 seconds, 30 seconds per per thought to perhaps make it worth it. But anyways, those, those are my thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, it's like when I went and I and I watched his clips and watched his uh, I watched his special that he had from the comedy store, and just seeing the energy he had, seeing the the positivity that he had, it was like, you really will, you really never know, you really never know by how somebody's acting, they could be the most happiest person, you don't know what's going on sometimes, and sometimes all it takes is, hey dude, are you are you all right? Is everything cool? And They'll spill it all out, but it's like if nobody asks, it just keeps it just True. stays. I mean, there's always a cry for help. There's either a cry for help or, 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 or wanting to make a connection with somebody. Robin Williams, same thing. You know, I mean, yeah. we could we could go down the list, but I mean, the mo- the thing that's just most important is, I mean, I don't know, just be nice to be nice to people, and and if you're hurting and if you're suffering, I mean, talk to somebody, man. Talk to somebody that that you know, I mean, that cares about you, that you care about. Yeah, there's there's very few people in this world that'll turn you away. If you're talking about you being so low that you want to hurt yourself. And if they're not ready for it or, or they're in the, not in the right state of mind, go to another person and then another person. But I, I guarantee you, not more than two people, you're going to find somebody, you know, or you'll be ready to, to listen to one of your friends. Or, or if you notice, I can tell you, I've had friends that have done that to me. And I, that's why I appreciate it and, and why I have the courage to talk about it. I don't feel like it's embarrassing and I don't feel like... Uh, I shouldn't talk about it. And the contrary, that's why I kind of like to tell people about it and how I deal with it and how them helping me deal with it. And, and I mean, it's it, because it's about that. But, okay, cool. 
Well, I mean, in this particular case, we're going to have to cut a little bit short. Today we did talk about Brody Stevens and mental health. We talked a little bit about festivals, comedy festivals, joining them, and uh, also getting booked. Pretty much it. Yeah, that's pretty much. I mean, we actually covered a lot. Yeah, for 20 minutes. Nice little jam-packed. That's all we need. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. That's all how right. you write your set. If anything else, you guys can find us on any social media platform at Sweaty Thoughts Podcast. And we're also at Up Comedy Shows backslash Sweaty Thoughts Podcast. Yeah, for the Sweaty Thoughts Podcast, I am Benji. And I'm Mikey. We will see you soon. Bye. Peace.